Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Anytime you're in the Huntsville area, we hope you'll stop in and be part of our worship. Sunday morning worship is at 9 o'clock, with Bible class immediately following. Sunday evening worship is at 5. Midweek Bible study is held Wednesdays at 7. Scripture reading this morning will be from Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. I want to thank you for the invitation to be back with you. We have a, a long, busy day ahead of us. My prayer is that I can share some information with you that is useful and that is practical and that is profitable. I was very impressed the last time I was with you because we met for a couple of sessions on a Saturday and... There was a good number present. And I think that speaks to you, but I also think it speaks to the, the timeliness of our topics. The, the idea of mental health, the idea of dealing with the, the emotional and psychological struggles of life. And I think so many of us um, have had to face uh, stressors, uh, increased stressors. Um, we've had to cope with so many difficulties over the past couple of years beyond just, you know, life in general. So this morning we're going to talk about how we lean into our faith as a way of, of helping us cope with life's stressors. We don't have a PowerPoint. We have a PowerPoint later. I'll throw a ton of information at you. But this morning, I just want it to be you, me, your Bible, and I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to come in and rearrange furniture. You, me, your Bible. And the person sitting here in this chair. Now we'll find out who that person is in just a minute. You're going to have to use your imagination. Right? You're going to have to. So you're going to have to pay attention and be involved. You're going to have to participate. But we're in the book of Habakkuk. I'll go ahead and invite you to open your Bibles there. Because it's not one of those books that we frequently spend time in. So maybe it'll be a little bit of a challenge to find it. It's one of the minor prophets. Habakkuk is a minor prophet who prophesies in the, uh, before the exile. So before uh, the nation is taken away into Babylonian captivity. We're going to look at him in just a minute as an example of how you lean into your faith when you're dealing with distressing emotions and difficult circumstances. And even when you have doubts and questions. One of the 
One of the things that I've noticed in the counseling room is that most of the time people come to counseling not because of a severe mental illness brought about by, you know, maybe biological issues or illness of some kind. Most people come to counseling because there are some things going on in their lives. Maybe it's in their relationships. Maybe it's in their families. Maybe it's in their work environment. Maybe it's at school. There are things going on in their lives that they need help coping with. That they're struggling to to put into perspective to get a grip on, to, to know what to, to do with. And one of the things that is interesting to me is that for, for Christians, for many Christians who come to the counseling room, there seems to be a struggle to use their faith, or to know how to use their faith to cope with some of those issues of life. Oh, no, I'm not saying that they don't know what the Bible says about relationships or what the Bible says about family or what the Bible says about the Christian's responsibility um, at work. And I, I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is to to manage themselves emotionally and psychologically, there is a struggle to, to use faith in those areas. Even when we know, right, the, the, the facts, we know what it says about those things. It's a struggle to to address how we feel and to use that faith in a practical coping way. And, And I don't know, maybe a part of that has to do with the 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 idea that some of us have gotten over the years that if you are in distress if you are dealing with difficult emotions, whether they be anxiety or whether they be uh, depression or whether they be uh, anger, right? That, that somehow when you're dealing with those emotions, it somehow shows a lack of faith. And, and maybe, maybe that's where some of the disconnect comes. So maybe we think we've got to deal and manage with some of those emotions so that we can get back to our faith. In the book of Habakkuk, there is a line in there that's probably um, very well known. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's probably the, the line that you would highlight when you're reviewing the book of Habakkuk. It's a line that is repeated three times in the New Testament. It's quoted three times in the New Testament. 
But the, the idea that it expresses is extremely prominent in your New Testament. But that line is in Habakkuk 2 and verse 4. But the righteous shall live by his faith. The righteous shall live by his faith. Habakkuk doesn't just say that the one who is going to be righteous or the one who is going to be just will have faith. He says, will live by faith. It will will guide his walk. It will be the thing that he uses to make decisions. It, It will be by his faith that he deals with life. I mentioned that That is quoted three times in your New Testament. It's in the book of Romans, which the young man read for us just a moment ago. It's in the book of Galatians. It's in the book of Hebrews. It's a very prominent idea, a prominent theme, right? In the counseling room, I've used an intervention sometimes. People find it weird at first, like most of you when I said there's a chair here that's empty and someone's sitting in. But we, we call it the empty chair. And the empty chair intervention allows for someone to have a conversation, maybe with a part of themselves, right? Because you're sitting there and there's an empty chair across from you and you're able to, to maybe talk to your younger self about some of the mistakes that you made. Right? It's just sort of a visual of helping you sort of sort out a part of yourself that you can have a conversation with. It's not crazy to talk to yourself, by the way. Sometimes it's used as a means of practicing for a conversation that you need to have with someone else. Sometimes it's used... To have a conversation with somebody that you can no longer have a conversation with. To say some things to someone who's already passed, already gone on, that you didn't get to say. And there's something about going through that process of saying those things out loud, thinking about someone as if they were sitting in that chair that helps helps you. So as we look at Habakkuk as an example of living your faith and using your faith to deal with distress, I want you to put your faith personified into this chair up here. Now what does that mean? Well, you may remember a few years ago there was a Pixar movie that was... Uh, inside out. It was about this little girl who was dealing with some very difficult emotions. And in that movie, we got to see what was going on inside her head with these emotions. And there were characters, right? Those emotions were personified into characters that were in her head sort of battling for control. And there was anger represented by this little red guy with fire coming out of the top of his head. There was 
you know, one character that was just kind of moping and sad. There was another character that was always smiling and bubbly, and her name was Joy, I believe. But all of those were were just personifications of the big emotions that the girl was dealing with. Well, think about your faith in that way. If we were to take your faith, my faith, and and somehow be able to to separate it out from you as as a separate person, as its own character, have that, have that, person, have your faith, walk forward and sit up here in this chair. What does your faith look like? How old is your faith? How much has your faith grown and matured as a person in the past year? But most importantly for our discussion, what is your relationship like to the person That's now sitting in this chair. What is your relationship. To your faith. So what are you talking about? How do you have a relationship. To your faith. Well. You think about any kind of relationship. You think about your relationship to your spouse. You think about your relationship to your best friend. Think about your relationship to your grandparents. Think about your relationship to the minister. Think about your relationship to your teacher. There's all kinds of relationships, right? And there are differences in all of those relationships. Some people you're closer to than others. Some people you have more of a casual relationship with. Some people, you, some relationships you have, you could pour your soul out to that person. And you trust them and you rely upon them and you know that they will listen to you. Well, What's your relationship like to your faith? If your faith were outside of you and it were sitting in this chair, what's your relationship like? Is it someone that you call occasionally and talk to? Is it someone that is by your side all the time? Inseparable? Is it someone that you really only see on Sundays and Wednesday nights? What's your relationship like to your faith? In the book of Habakkuk, the prophet is dealing with some difficult emotions. And because of those emotions, he has some questions. He says, beginning in verse 2, chapter 1, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed. Justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth. 
perverted. Habakkuk looks around at the nation during his time. He looks around. And this isn't theoretical. This isn't a what-if scenario. This is he sees it with his own eyes. He looks around. And he sees that justice is perverted. He sees that people mistreat others. And they get away with that. And it's not just an occasional thing. But it happens over and over and over and over again. He sees that there is sinfulness and corruption all around him. And because he has a relationship with his faith. That's not a casual relationship. He has a conversation about it. He asks some questions about what he sees. Why? Why is this happening? And and why is God allowing it to happen? And and why isn't God protecting me from me from it or shielding me from it? And and So he's dealing with these difficult emotions and he's asking these questions. Sometimes they're they're questions that sometimes we we would be very uncomfortable with. are Are you doubting God? Are you questioning God? When you have a very comfortable relationship with someone... Where you're not worrying about driving them away or them leaving you. When you have a secure attachment with someone, you can, you can have difficult conversations. And you can ask these puzzling questions. Because you know that they're not going to run from you. They're not going to leave you. We want to have that kind of relationship with God. Habakkuk has that kind of relationship with God. That kind of relationship with God starts with you having that kind of relationship with your faith. Paul says in Galatians that we are all the children of God. That's the relationship. Children of God. How are we children of God? By faith in Christ Jesus, right? So your relationship with the person sitting here in this chair, with your faith, is in this life, in this here and now, your relationship with God, your Father. Can you, do you have the kind of relationship with your faith that you can, you can express those feelings, you can express those concerns to your faith? To your faith. See, in the Bible, faith is about, yes, it's about trust, and it's about trusting God, it's about trusting Christ, but it's also about what you believe, right? This is a complete picture here. Uh, In the New Testament, you will find on a number of occasions the, the phrase, the faith, the faith. And that's talking about the system of faith. Jude says it is the faith that was delivered, right? It was given to us. Delivered how? Well, the Holy Spirit uh, inspired men, gave them the words to, to bring this message to us. And so the gospel system contains a number of things that you and I have to believe. 
that you and I as Christians do believe, right? And so your faith, right, this person that's sitting here is a person, this is, this is your beliefs, and this is your trust, right? This is about who you trust when you trust God and you trust Christ, but, you also, but also about what you believe. Can you have those difficult conversations? Can you express to your faith that distress, that difficulty? And can you ask those questions? Habakkuk asked those questions. The Lord gives him an answer. So here's another thing I want you to notice. You can express that, but the Lord gives him an answer. The answer does not relieve the distress. The answer doesn't relieve the distress. See, God, because God says to Habakkuk, in essence, in verses 5 through 11, He says, look among the nations, see, wonder, be astounded. I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. God says to Habakkuk, I know you're distressed. I know you have these questions. I know you're wondering what's going on. Trust me, I'm working, right? You don't see it. You don't understand it. You don't know what it is, but I'm working. And you, you, you don't even have the context for the capacity. You, you, you wouldn't even grasp it if I told you what I was doing. See, live by faith. We live in a world where We want answers, right? We throw our questions on Google and we want answers. And I'm not saying that faith isn't about what you know. But faith is about what you know helping you cope with what you don't know. Faith is about what you know helping you cope with what you do not know. Turns out God's answer to Habakkuk is that, well, I'm going to bring the Chaldeans, I'm going to bring the Babylonians against my people, my nation, and I'm going to let my nation go into Babylonian captivity. I'm going to use another people to punish this nation for their sinfulness, for that violence that you see and cry out about, for that injustice that you see that is causing you such distress. I'm going to use that nation to do that. Now the problem with that for Habakkuk is, well, that doesn't sound any better. (laughs) Right? Okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm looking around and... There's violence, there's sinfulness, there's corruption, there's injustice. God, I want you to do something. So God's going to do something. But wait, wait, wait. I don't know that I want to go into Babylonian captivity. So the answer isn't necessarily the key to dealing with the distress, right? So I told you a minute ago, it's, it's not that we don't know these biblical truths. It's that knowing those biblical truths doesn't automatically mean that you do not experience emotional distress. It's not in the knowledge.
In verse 12, however, there's a hint. There's a hint at how you use your relationship with your faith to help you cope with these doubts, with with this distress. Habakkuk says, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as judgment. And you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. And he says, okay, this is what you're going to do. Right? And he doesn't have the answers to all of his questions. This still doesn't seem right to him. This still doesn't make a lot of sense to him. But he is at least now on some solid ground, some solid footing. How did he do that? Well, in the counseling room, we, we would call it a grounding technique. A grounding technique. So what happens when you're in great distress, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe it's... We need to, we need to, to get you out of up here in, in worrying about what might happen or being distressed about what has happened. Or we need to bring you back to right here and right now. We need to ground you. And that's what your faith can do for you. If you live it. That's what your faith can do for you every single day. It can take you from, well, what's going to happen? And what, what, what is happening all around me in this world? And, and what have I dealt with? Your faith can, can ground you. And it can give you something solid to stand on. So how does Habakkuk do it? Well, verse 12, right? He goes back to... Because the distress is in all of this that he sees around him. And in all of this that he doesn't know with regards to that. You know, what's the outcome going to be of the conflict in Russia and the Ukraine? I don't know. You know, what, what's, the, what, what's the outcome going to be with regards to uh, the inflation that we're dealing with in our economy? What? What? I don't know. I don't know. But what do I know? Well, you, right? God is from everlasting. I know God is eternal. Right? I know God is eternal. He had no beginning. He has no end. God's eternal. So he's not going anywhere. I also know, as Habakkuk does, he says, O Lord, my God. What's translated there is, is the same word that is translated the I am, right? The word for Lord there is the same word translated the, the I am. And it refers to God's sovereignty. So I know God's eternal. And I know that God is sovereign. Now, I don't know exactly what that means for everything that's going on around me. But I know that God's in control. I know that God's in control. And he doesn't just say that. He says, oh Lord, my God. My God. This isn't about the God of your fathers. It's not about your parents' faith or your grandparents' faith. This is about 
your faith, right? And your God, my God. Then he says, my holy one. So I know God's eternal. I know God is sovereign. I know God is holy. He always does that which is right. In him is no darkness at all. No blemish at all. He also knows we shall not die. Now that's interesting because, I mean, there were a number of Jewish people who died in the Babylonian captivity. Died in that conflict, that conquest. But God did preserve the lineage of Abraham, didn't he? Because he had promised that through Abraham, all nations of the world would be blessed. See, we shall not die means God is faithful. I don't know what's going to happen to me right now. I don't know what's going to happen in the particulars of some of these things that are going on. But you know what? What I do know is that God's eternal and God's in control and God is holy and God is faithful. God is faithful. What's your relationship like to your faith? Is this person with you all the time? Is this person there... For you to, to lean on and use. Is, is it, actually, better yet, is this you sitting here in this chair? Right? Is your faith so integrally a part of you and your relationship so intimate with your faith that you can't even separate you from it and put it in this chair? Habakkuk. To cope with the distress goes back to what he knows. He grounds himself. There aren't answers to to all the questions, but it's okay. He then says in chapter 2, he says, Okay, I will take my stand at my watch post, station myself on the tower, look out and see what he will say to me. Look, I still don't know all the answers, but guess what? I'm going to sit here now and just watch what God does. Watch what God does. At the end of the book, we'll close with this. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. I I just, I love this. By the way, this whole pattern, this whole pattern of distress and and doubt and questioning and, and then grounding to go back to what you know, you will find it in the Psalms. You will find it in the book of Lamentation. It's the same thing that Jeremiah does in order to cope with the distress of looking around um, and seeing his people in captivity. So this isn't a, a one-off sort of thing. This is, this is a pattern. We'll close with this. Habakkuk 3 verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom. Nor fruit be on the vines. The produce of the olive fail. And the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold. And there be no herd in the stalls. All causes for distress, right? Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Right? God is faithful. God is faithful. If you're here this morning and you don't have the right kind of relationship with your faith, that you can take your distress to it. Maybe you don't have the right kind of relationship with God, that you can take your distress to Him, that you can have these difficult conversations, and that you can, well, be just. Because the just shall live by His faith. If you need to respond, we encourage you to do so while we stand and sing. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.